Well, that, that, that's, that's kind of a treat. Welcome to uh, Boca Business with Papa Sturm. Um, of course, I'm Papa Sturm. Um, and today, back to back, just outrageously lucky, just by a twist of fate and moving and friends and everything, we're lucky enough to have um, Kathleen Turner Highland, um, who was once Kathleen <laughs> Turner Davis. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's yeah. nice to be here. Yeah. So you're uh, recently uh, moved from, I guess, Connecticut to the to the Boca area, and uh, yeah. so so how, how do you yeah. like it so far? Love it. Love really? it. Yeah. I thought I thought well, it's going to take me a little time to like it, but I love it. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? It's what is there not to like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, 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 it's funny because I, I grew up in South Florida, uh -huh. and ex-wives of which I've had a few, and they they all. Have, by the way, they all have something in common. It, it was all their fault. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what yeah. I keep telling. Brian, yeah. it was so long to get together, but yeah. it's all his fault. Oh, hundred, it, it, definitely, and, and and a smart man will acknowledge really that it's our fault, <laughs> yes. right? Yes, yes, he that's, does. That's the secret. To, that's the secret. Yeah. The, the secret to, I think, a long-lasting marriage is the man knowing two things: one, I'm sorry, <laughs> and two is I'm sorry, and that's it. Go. It's my fault, I guess, is number two. So, uh, yeah. so we'll we'll talk about about your your uh, somewhat recent marriage that's mm -hmm. taken a couple of years, a uh, couple of years in the making and everything yeah. but first let's let's talk about you let's talk about a little bit about uh so so tell me a little bit where you're from and and where you grew up and uh, and all that well i was born in bethesda maryland okay and i i grew up in maryland and um i went to la okay i feel like la was my um my introduction to life actually so but i uh, i went to la i was invited to do the dating game remember that show i actually okay all right here here's a memory test because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of what was the host's name do what you remember his name? Jim what was his name um, Lang? Jim Lang. Jim Lang. Jim Lang. There yeah, we go. Yeah. There we go. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll end this <laughs> podcast for the first time. We'll end it with a with a dating game kiss. There you go. All right. That's All what right. we'll do. All right. <laughs> and uh, what's really funny is, is we're actually going to. See, you never know when when you do my podcast. We never know where the heck it's going to go. <laughs> so we're actually going to do from from this studio. We're going to do a podcast version of the dating game. And we're going to have a young lady at first and, and three or four guys. And she's going to be on Zoom where all the people could see it and they can't see. So we're actually going to do like like a modern day version of like like the dating game or whatever. That'd be fun. Well, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. We'll, we'll invite you. you guys will come by. And uh, <laughs> okay. so you did the dating game, huh? So were you the were you the bachelorette? Or were you one of the? Were you, were you one of three, or were you well, actually, were the only one? No, yeah. no, I actually did it twice. Once when I first went out, and then right before I left. But I was the bachelorette, and I get to pick. Oh, you got to pick the three. Yeah, I did. Okay, I did. all right. And what, 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 I got to ask, what, what, what was what was your date? Where did you, where did you, you go? You know on? where we went? It was it was it was crazy. We went to Arizona for a day, Scottsdale. Okay. And the photographer was with us, so the only thing we did was eat lunch. And yeah. pose for pictures, eat dinner, and pose for pictures, and then fly home. Really? So you never it was, saw? It was. It was. It was. You know, I never saw the person again, or uh... never saw the person again. Really? Okay. No, All right. No, no. Never very, saw the person again. Very no. close friend of the family. Somebody that my 
sister dated was on the dating game a few times. His name was uh, Taylor Negron, who was in a bunch of movies and everything. And that's like that was his claim to fame was he was in Angels in the Outfield. And like probably like like eight times he was on like the dating game. The guy never got picked. Never once. And he was hysterical. I don't know what. Uh, so um, I so, didn't get picked a second time. They asked me. I did it to make money because they paid you scale. OK. I was in Screen Actors Guild at the time. Right. So I did it. And I was one of the three and I didn't get picked. All right. And Brian didn't get picked either when he did it. Oh, Brian, Brian did it all? I didn't know <laughs> Brian that. Brian did it okay. too, but he didn't get picked either, so at least we both didn't get picked. Really? All okay. Right. All right, so you, you, have, you have that in common, right? There you go, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so I learned yesterday, so you were in a beauty pageant? or? A... Well, I was um, Miss Marilyn Teenager, and I that's where I met Brian in Palisades Park. Okay. And um, that was the American Teenager pageant, and... Um, I was back. It was backstage. Palisades Park is outside, and he was the singer on the show. But I didn't know that he was a singer, so we were standing backstage waiting to go on. And I saw all these girls around this guy, and I looked, and God, he was so cute. I thought. So you did notice? You did notice him around the. I noticed this cute guy, and I. Yeah. But I didn't know that he was a singer or anything. And then he caught my eye, and. Um, then the girls scattered, and then all of a sudden he was next to me, and he said, "Hi, I'm Brian." So you um, noticed you like, like you noticed him, huh? Yeah. And you had no idea who he was, did I you? I didn't. I honestly yeah. didn't. And um, he said, "You know, I think you're going to win. You're going to win tonight." And when he went after that, I asked the girl, "Who is he?" And she told me, "He it's the songs. He what songs? Yeah, he does yeah. itsy bitsy song and all yeah. of that." So I went, "Oh, that's interesting." Then I. Um, Afterwards, I they televised the show, and I watched him sing too with a kiss, and the record skipped. And, and you on, know, the te- on the television right show, on the television. Yeah, but back and in those they, days, stuff like that happened. Yeah, yeah. and then, yeah. I th- then he yeah. they stopped, and he was so cool. And I thought, wow, he's so cool. I mean, he handled this so well. Yeah. And uh, then I then then I went, and I was coming down the ramp. And he was standing there, you know, with at, at, at the pageant, still there. Yeah. And he said, I don't understand. I don't understand. And I knew that there was this connection. And I thought he didn't ask me for my phone number. I, I, I thought he would. And I thought, but it's OK. I'll see him again. I you knew you'd see him no, again. Yeah, I did. So, I mean, you weren't from that area or anything and you weren't. No, no plans to no plans no, to come back to that area. He was from the area pretty close, but yeah, but not was, you. Yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't. Yeah. And, uh, but you knew you I knew know. in your heart you'd see the man again. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. And then I saw him, you know, he told yesterday about coming to my high school and he and his manager drove me home that night. He held my hand. Again, he doesn't ask me for my phone number. I thought, well, what was know, it I that thought he, was, he liked me a little bit. Was he bit. shy or? Uh, yeah, he was shy. Was it really? Okay. <laughs> we were both pretty shy back then. Yeah. But then I saw him again when I went to L.A. And um, that was that was crazy. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. But anyway, we 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 weren't together. And then. Um, so you're uh, how old are you? How old are you? I was 19. You were 19 when you did that pageant in the first. No, I was 16. You were 16. I, I was 15. I was going to be 16 the next month. OK. And and yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then and how long ago did you get married? Brian and I were married April 2021. Wow. Yeah. So it was a few years that that relationship had to, uh, you know, that's, I guess that's the way it had. You, you had to go through your lives to get to that point. Well, you know, I, the book that I wrote, Kiss Me Swami, I talk about it in the book. And um, 
that I flew to LA really not to do the dating game. I didn't care about that. I wanted to see him. And so being on the plane and I was innocent. I knew nothing. I knew no one in LA. I knew you didn't know a soul. No, no. I called Brian and I, yeah. and he was going to pick me up at the airport. And, and so my editor said to me, what were you thinking? Getting on the plane for some teen idol that you hardly knew. I said, I wasn't thinking. There was, right. I wasn't thinking, I just knew. I, just had, yeah, I, I, I had the sense that he's the one. I'm gonna marry and him. And a million people would have told you that, oh that my God, crazy. what a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously there was some something that you were something that guided you that that was the right thing to do. That was yeah, that was part of your the 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 Kathleen Bryan story, the the, the book that is that yeah. that chapter had to have been written. You had to go out there. That had that, yeah. but but for that chapter and you you taking that chance, which is I think is really where you know our life our life is not between the the the, the borders. It's it's right outside the borders, yeah. and that's that's yeah. And there was a knowingness in me. I knew I'd marry him one day. I didn't think it would take fifty years, but right. I knew I would marry him. Right, right, right. And well, sometimes I, we're I a little it. bit slower. <laughs> that, yeah, right. I think the spirit yeah. or yeah. God or whatever, however you 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 want to say, had 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 something in mind before we ended up being married. So, so, yeah. so he was supposed to pick you up in the airport, and uh, I'm assuming he was right there with a sign ready to sure pick you up and everything? <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. So, so I get to the airport, you yeah. know, my little luggage, my little cape, yeah, makeup case, and then got my little luggage off of it, and all the luggage went, no Brian, no Brian. And um, this is where Tony Orlando comes in. Yeah. So anyway, I... Um, I didn't know what to do, so I had his phone number. I went, you know, phone booths at the time. You right, yeah, there wasn't cell the phone phones, booth. right, yeah. No yeah. cell phone. Yeah. And this voice answers and said, I, and said, hello. And I said, hi. I said, is Brian there? No, he's not here. And I said, oh, um, well, my name is, is, is Catherine Turner, and he was going to meet me at the airport. He goes, well, I'm Dell. I said, oh. He said, you know, Dell. Shannon and I went, oh, like run, run, run away, Dell. Right. And he goes, yeah. yeah. And I go, oh, well, it's nice to meet you. Where's Brian? He said, well, I think he said something about he's going to meet somebody tomorrow. Click. Wow. And so, so did your heart drop at that moment? Like, dropped. what am I going to do? I don't know a soul. So there's a knock. Yeah. There's a knock on the phone booth door. And yeah. This, I opened the door and I thought, oh, God, it took so long. I'm sorry. Here's the phone. They go, no, 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 no. Listen, I overheard your conversation. Did you ever see the TV show Gidget? And I said, did I see Gidget? I love Gidget. And yeah. he goes, well, you'd make a cute little Gidget, but by the way, I wrote that song. I said, you wrote the song Gidget? He said, I wrote that song, and um, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm a person that, you know, it's an okay person, overheard. I know Brian very well. I promise I'll find him for you. But right now, my friend and I are going to a surprise birthday party for Tony Orlando. Why don't you come with us? And I went, well, you know, he said, look, it's better than spending the night at the airport on the floor. Just come with us. Right. We're all right. So another so leap I, of faith. Yeah. So yeah. I, went, I went to the yeah. party, sat there with, didn't drink, didn't do, you know, drank my little black coffee. And you didn't know a soul there? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Jack Keller would come over to me, okay, you're yeah. okay. Then in walked Brian, finally in walked Brian. And did you ask him where the hell he was from at the airport? Or, uh, no. Right? no, it's just happy. It started all there. I was happy he yeah. showed up. And right. then I, I'd say in the book, because Jack Keller had this white convertible. And it's like when we were buzzing down the freeway in L.A., Dion Warwick's song came on, Do You Know the Way to Sound? 
Right. San Jose. And I right. Thought, you can't say the word San Jose without singing that Whatever, song. Whatever. I don't yeah. sing. Brian yeah. will sing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway yeah. I thought I died and went to heaven. I never seen anything like this. The palm trees. So then Brian comes and puts me in another white convertible. I thought, does everybody in California have a white convertible? Right. Wow, this place is. It's the official car of, <laughs> of LA. Yeah. 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 But anyway, um, the story goes on in the book. I, I won't go into the whole story, but. Um, it wasn't our time, and uh, next time I saw Brian was in London when he played the Palladium, and I was in doing the Court on Blue cooking school. I'm a horrible cook. I was a nightmare. Yeah. It was a joke. Still to this day? Or? Yes. Okay. But yeah. it was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. There's yeah. nothing as hard as the Court on Blue. Why did you do that? If you, what was you the know, reasoning behind that? Because I always wanted my daughter to go, and she, she was engaged, and she got her first job, and I it just, something talking about it, and... Um, I just went on a whim. I thought maybe I'll become a better cook. I got worse. Yeah. It was it was that hard. Yeah. I, mean, it, I could yeah. tell you stories, but I won't take the yeah. whole thing up there. But it was so crazy. But anyway, one night I went to see Phantom with my daughter who was studying in Edinburgh. She came into London. And my other daughter, Genevieve, and I saw the comedian. The comedian. The comedian. The comedian. The comedian. Look her up, Genevieve. Yeah, Genevieve What's her last name? Genevieve Joy. Genevieve Joy. Yeah, she's okay. Funny. She actually. Okay. I had, she did Gary Marshall's last movie he ever did called Mother's Day. Okay. And I Remember, did his yeah. first called The Grasshopper with Jackie Vissette, so it was like a full circle. There you go. Okay. But anyway, I'm, anyway, mm. um, I saw this poster and I said, and there he was. And I said, Genevieve, Genevieve, what? What? I do? Look, 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 look. That's the one that dropped me in L.A. The, so, he's so, the one that broke my heart. And she goes, him? I said, yes, he's coming. She got to go see him. So, you, so between between L.A. and London, and London there was no no communication or anything? None. Nothing. I didn't know. Okay. So you see, the, you see the poster, and, and it's, again, like, talk about, yeah. like, like, destiny. Like, yeah. And then yeah. I was in Strasbourg, because I used to go away on the weekends to see, you know, go to Europe on the weekends from the school when... I had to get a break. That school was so hard. So we, I, I was in Strasbourg, and I had a ticket to come to Palladium to get back in time, and the plane was late. The plane didn't take off. It kept not taking off. There was something wrong with it. And I sat there, and I was all nervous. I'm like, God, I'm going to miss him. And the woman next door, honey, are you okay? Are you okay? So I told her the story of meeting him whole plane got around me to hear the story yeah. and the airline brought me a glass of wine she you know they go oh don't worry honey we got there but i got there and he was waiting for me at intermission but i got there at intermission and he did the first half of the show but he said i have one more song so he came out and he did the song he said it was for me and i had never seen brian perform except the skip record right and i thought god he's so good i didn't know he sang that good I, you know, I knew he did the, you know, and I thought, wow. And he played the guitar, and I thought, man, he's good. He's so great. No wonder he. It was, and there was, and, and, and what a beautiful thing too is, <laughs> I, I guess there's, you guys have had, you know, what do they say? It's not, it's not the the number of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. And you. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You guys, you guys yeah. had these moments that take your breath away. Then that that was clearly one of them, where there's what thousands of people at the plate and and. And he's singing just to you. There's yes. everybody there, but he's just singing just to you. That's, I mean, what a, what a I mean, what, what, Brian, what, when is this, when are we making this movie? When are we, uh, when is this movie coming out? This is like, well, I, I absolutely, because I, I really do believe in fate and all that. And I, I mean, what a, what a, what a wonderful story. So 
before you got married this time, and where I got the perfect segue <laughs> here, okay? So, um, I guess he reached out via Instagram because you mentioned him in your book. Is that is that kind of what happened? That's exactly what happened. And then, you know, he would like some pictures. And my daughter, Genevieve, who's a conniving little thing. Yeah. Oh, she's bad. She's bad, huh? <laughs> All right. She wrote bad in a good way or bad in a, a bad way? You know a good way. Yeah, I she's know. Kidding. I know. Yeah. But, but yeah. she wrote a note to him and said, hi, is this the Brian Island? You know, this is me and blah, blah, blah. And, and I had no idea. And then one day we were sitting in my office and um, um, she, I, she said, oh, you got a message from Brian Highland. I said, what, what, why would Brian Highland be sending me a message? So, well, I don't know. Would you like to hear it? I go, sure. And he called me Kathy in the message. Yes, I remember you, Kathy. How are you? And, this, yeah. and I said, that has to be him because no one calls me Kathy. But he called me Kathy. And... And he wrote, and I said, what, what, what? And she said, well, you know, I wrote him a little message. <laughs> you what? And then it's, that's when it, when we started. Sometimes our kids know. Sometimes our kids just do the little, those little things. She said, you yeah. belonged with him. And, yeah. you know, and then it just graduated into. So she knew, <laughs> she knew who the real, who, who the love of your life was. Yeah, she did. And she just needed to do that little nudge to put it to, get, to, to, to just get it over the top. So, all right. So talking about talking about that book, tell, tell us a little bit about the book. Tell us. Uh, tell, tell us. What was the name of the book? It's called Kiss Me, Swami, The Spiritual Education of a Beauty Queen. OK, so talk and, about that. Tell, tell us tell us what, what, what it's about. Well, Kiss Me, Swami is really about it's it's about my life. But but it's the the underbelly of the book is a spiritual journey. And it's about the things that I did in order to get freer inside of myself. And I did a lot of that work because I wanted to be a better actor. So I started out in L.A. and I did very well in L.A., but I knew L.A. was not for me. So the book talks a lot about some of the adventures in L.A. And then I moved to New York City and I studied with the great and the greatest Stella Adler, who really opened me up. And then I studied with another acting teacher called Warren Robertson, who opened me up emotionally. So my journey was that. And I started doing these seminars and I started, you know, doing that because I knew within myself that I was very tightly wound. And I knew that something in me had to had to let go. Sure. And and I um so I started on the journey of of self realization, of of doing these seminars and doing that work in addition to acting because when you're acting it's 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 really not about the words it's about moving it's about getting inside of yourself and the emotions that are behind the words so i began to go on this this amazing amazing journey so the book talks about all of that and throwing in some fun stories you know i i was blessed enough to live at the dakota for 10 years so i i knew john and yoko so i was there the night that he was shot and i talk about that in the book and i talk about different people in the book that i just it, it just happened and so it gave that book that little bit of you know people love those stories right, you sure, know and stuff sure. like that right right we all want to hear about yeah you know yeah you know, and yeah. and so it was hard it was a struggle with the book because in a way, I did want to write a book book about the self-help stuff and everything, but I'm not Tony Robbins or Marianne Williamson. I thought, who's going to buy the book? And then again, if I wrote about Hollywood and New York and that world, 
you know, I'm not Meryl Streep. I'm not, not anyone that famous, so no one's going to buy the book. So I combined the book into those fun stories and, of course, the sadness because I was in L.A. during the time that Sharon Tate was, was killed, that whole thing, and the John thing. So it goes, the journey goes of what really was... was so it's from like, almost like a dual perspective there almost. There you go, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, um, you know, but through the book the work that I did and what opened me up. And I talk about what works, what really does work. Cause we can spend a lot of money on this stuff, do a million seminars that pump you up. And then you go back in life and you get right back into the program. Right. Right. So, yeah. so you've, so, uh, I guess you've channeled some of what's in the book and your life experiences into, uh, into helping others and yeah. teaching people how to let go. Tell, tell, right. tell, tell, us, tell us a little bit about that. Well, the letting go, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting, it's, it, it's a silver bullet in my life, as they say. What do you let go of and how do you let go? Everyone is told you have to let go, but nobody really knows how to. And what exactly are you letting go of? So the premise behind it is behind every feeling. We have feelings in the categories of apathy, grief, fear, lust, anger, pride. Lust means not just that sexual thing it means. Right. I want it, I want it, I want it. But then there's an underlying feeling that I don't deserve it or I know I'm not going to get it or it's not going to happen for me. It happens for other people. So you stay in that energy of wanting all your right. life instead of having. So the premise is you can't stand and sit at the same time. So you can't want it and have at the same time. Would you rather want a million dollars or $10 million or would you rather have it? And that's one of the questions. And so what I ask my clients, the first question is, what do you want that you're not having? That you're not having. Right. And then the second question is usually, do you believe you can have it? Sure. And they all say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after about a few minutes, they go, you no, realize I, what's I'm keeping them back. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. But the wanting is this. Either we're wanting approval. Right. And therefore we act silly or we act, you know, you, you start, what is it, kissing up to someone because you think you're going to get it. And that pushes people away. Right. right. We, sometimes we want what we can't yeah, have. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But you're wanting, wanting, wanting approval, and you really have this self-esteem issue where they really don't like me, or they, they you know, because anytime somebody right. wants something from you, you kind of right. pull away from them. Or wanting approval. And, and what with the wanting approval is, um, that's that. So wanting to control, we feel out of control. When, when we get angry or when we're really, you know, blah, 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 we're out of control. And the premise of letting go is letting go of the wanting control, not control. Because when you let the energy of the wanting go, you're automatically in control. You're, out of, you're clear. You can take the appropriate actions if you have to. Then the other thing is wanting to be controlled. Some people just feel, just control me. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to eat. Tell me how to do this. And then there's that wanting to be safe and secure the energy of wanting it and not feeling safe and secure. So we try to get it out here and here and here. It doesn't work. Like the stock market, you got all your money in the stock market crashes, or you have it in real estate, right. it goes down, remember? So where is that safety and security? It's not out there. We think it is. That's funny right? because you just, you just answered a question okay. that, that, that I pondered about my own mother. My own mother, apparently my... Paternal grandparents were very 
mean to my mom. My mom was absolutely gorgeous, a model, all this and everything. And my dad was a lawyer. And so I guess his parents didn't feel my mom was good enough or whatever. And they, and they were very mean to her. Mm. And they, between the, they were both gone by 1970. You know, my mom, my mom died three years ago, but until the day she died, we used to call them R and I, they rose and Izzy was their names. We used to call them R and I stories. Like I, I couldn't hear them anymore. You know, when I would, and I would often tell my mom, like, mom, you realize they're, they're dead for 30, 40 years, you know, but they're still getting you from the grave sure. and it's cause you're allowing it. But I guess as you're speaking, I realized it was, my mom's insecurity. It, it was what she, I guess what she held, like, what, if, if you were, if you were me, what would you have told my mom about, you know, in that situation? What, what questions would well, you have I asked think, her? I think the yeah. voices that she, that, that were going on inside her with what they said to her. So you internalize it. And I realized that once when I was really letting go, that I heard a voice that was my dad's and I had a great dad. But one time my mother went out with her sisters and everything, and I was crying, and he said to me, don't cry, you're not supposed to cry. You don't, just stop crying. And one time I was doing a lot of deep work on myself, I started crying, and that voice was, stop crying, don't cry. Right. So it was kind of like you internalize somewhere subconsciously, you know, what they tell you, what, what, sure. what it is and what you, you accept it, and as a child, we accept that because it's an emotional thing. The beautiful thing about the letting go work is that they tell you, all right, control your thoughts. You know, don't think negative. But when you're, you're feeling depressed or in apathy or you're feeling you're sad or you're angry, you know, how are you going to control these thoughts? Thoughts arise. But it's really that feeling gives them power. So when we identify the feeling, oh, my goodness, I'm in apathy right now. Hmm. Would I like to change it? The other part of this method is when you want to change something, which you will appreciate, you want to change it. You have to hold it in mind that you think you're going to change it. So you keep holding what you don't want in your mind in order to change it. Sure. So when you let go of the feeling, the energy behind that of wanting to change it, and you let it go, if there's something you need to correct, you can. You've got the energy available right. to you to correct it. If it's something you can, then you let it go out of consciousness, out of mind, because you've got a hell of a lot better chance of not recreating it by letting go than holding it in mind. It's just like people would come and they'd say, people would say to me, God, look at her. She's got the same husband over and over again, the same kind of boyfriend. And, and it's true because that's a programming insight. So right. create the same right. thing over and over right. again. Until it doesn't serve us anymore. Yeah. Hopefully, if it doesn't serve you, you finally let it go. Right, right. But a lot of people, their whole life, they hold on to that energy. So what I think the beauty of all of this is, is that when we can begin to direct the mind and we can begin to clean up the thoughts and the beliefs out of that energy, then we can do it because... Also the programming, when, when, when I was, Ryan and I talk about it, when I was a little girl and he did the same thing with his music, I used to look for the first star in the sky and I do starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. Wish I may, wish I might, have the wish I wish tonight. I did it for years, right before I went to bed. It was a prayer, it was a mantra. Every single thing I wished came to me in life. 
And I and and of course I had to be in L.A. Of course I had to be in New York. Of course. Of course I had yeah. to do this and that and the other. And I got to meet Elvis. And of course I, just, I, I did. I was literally just going to ask you that. Yeah. Because yeah. And I went, oh, I'm going to kiss. Now did you? I'm going to kiss Elvis one day. That was did it. You? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> For a was second. he was he was he a good kisser? Yes. All right. I'm going to ask you. But it was you, only a kiss. All right. I'm going to ask. A little kiss. Only a kiss. Only and I'm going to ask you an easy only question. And there's only one right answer <laughs> to this. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, ready? Yeah. You ready? You know what I'm going to ask, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who what? was a better kisser, Brian Highland or Elvis Presley? Oh gosh. Thank you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> easy, easy pitch right over the easy right one. over the plate. Easy one. There you go. But but, yeah. but it was it was it was more out of my own innocence with with him. But the thing is, is that all of these things that happened, I it, it, they had to because they were because my I had accepted it, and I talk about in the book, you know, these these seem to be you know kind of crazy miraculous things happened but also I was programmed that I wasn't good enough that I didn't have what it takes that I'll never be number one and these are the things we hold on to these were the things that yeah. were, were with that I, yeah. they were operating so of course some of these things won out a lot and some of these won out so my life was you know blah 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 in and 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 like most people's lives and then once I started to learn this work it got a little less that right a little more of this so so are you um <laughs> Are you, are you taking on clients now? Are you? Uh, I am. So, yes. so you. It sounds like you could really help a lot of people out there. So, if somebody, somebody wanted to, um, to be guided by you, who, how, how would they get a hold of you? Well, um, it's it's K Davis, K D A V I S. K Davis. Ninety seven ninety seven at AOL.com. K Davis ninety seven ninety seven at AOL.com. Yes. And um, and what's what's you also have a, a web page too. Is there a yeah, contact I, us? It, it was uh, really from the book because uh, yeah. I think it's Kathleen Turner Davis. I don't know if it was changed to Highland. Okay. But there's a whole it's, it's Davis of what still. I do. It's it's it's, it's uh, still Davis. It's still okay. Davis. Yeah. A and um and and the the book Kiss Me Swami where how do they where, where, is that available can can someone yeah, purchase it's, that it's or still on Amazon it's on Amazon yeah. Amazon that's that new thing that that's that newfangled <laughs> thing everybody's talking about yeah. right all right yeah, yeah. so so I, I want to do a little uh, a little a little I, I promised you I would do something really really cool all right. with you okay <laughs> and actually what He's I'm going to trick me no no yeah. it's not a trick at all it's just <laughs> something it it's just something really really cool and I'm actually going to do it I'm actually going to do it with Brian also okay okay yeah. and so I'm going to ask you first and Brian I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you afterwards okay you could just shout out from the uh, from the grandstand seats out there okay you I just don't, don't you don't have to explain to me why okay yeah you want to okay you don't have to explain to me why but do do just the names just the names of the three people that Kathleen admires most. It could be somebody that you saw today. It could be somebody that was around a thousand years ago, somebody you related to, somebody famous. So just, the, just the names mm -hmm. of the three people you admire most. And I'm gonna write them down. <clears throat> okay. Go ahead. Stella Adler. Stella. Uh-huh. Adler. Um, Gary Marshall. And I know this comes from left base here, especially for Brian, but Frank Sinatra. Okay. <laughs> Brian, I got the same. I got the question for you now. The three people you admire most. I would say uh, Alan Toussaint, 
These are musicians. Could be anything. There's no, no right, no wrong. You don't have to explain it all. Just the three people you admire most. I would say also J.J. Uh, Kale. Okay. J.J. Kale. Okay. I just got to say what he's going to say so you can hear it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the first one, the first one was Alan Toussaint. <laughs> Leon Russell. Leon Russell. All right. Kathleen. Yes. One word. Don't, it has to be only one word. One word to describe what you admire most about Stella Adler. Brilliance. Brilliance. How about Gary Marshall? Funny. Funny. <laughs> Funny as you're laughing. Funny as you're laughing. Okay. And how about uh, all blue eyes? Charisma personified. Charisma? Personified. Charismatic. Can oh, I say charismatic. charismatic? Yes, you can. All right. He had so much charisma. Brian, tell me one word to describe what you admire most about Alan Toussaint. He was the most uh, creative, imaginative. I'm going to go, I got to get one word and you'll see why. Creative. I'll go with creative. Okay. JJ. Soulful. And Leon Russell. Soulful. Give me one more. Give me something different. Give me a different one. Oh, if, it, if this was like the game, the, uh, no, no, no. Eh, the game. Yeah. <laughs> Give me creative already. I need a new one. Imaginative. All right, there we go. We get one more, both of us. No. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you a little bit something about Kathleen Turner Highland. Okay. okay, you ready? Yeah. You, my new friend, are brilliant. <laughs> okay, you're literally laughing right now. You are funny. You are brilliant, funny, and clearly charismatic. You come in and you light up the room. We are in our core, in our heart, in our soul. We are what we admire in other people. Wow. You are brilliant, funny, and charismatic. And you, Brian, are obviously extremely creative, okay? Soulful. The, the song that you uh, just came out, what, what's the name of the, the Christmas song? A Little Bit of Christmas. A Little Bit of Christmas, which I was, you know, honored to get to hear today, which is just a gorgeous song coming out next week. So, I mean, clearly a little bit of soulful in that, in that song and, and very imaginative. Very, you know, you, you know, from 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 the, the from the, uh, the the corners of uh, New Jersey, of Queens, to uh, to here. So you are creative, soulful, and imaginative. Isn't that, isn't that cool? That is very cool. I knew you liked that. I think that yeah. both of us would have also said Peter Udell, who who wrote "Sealed with a Kiss," and he wrote yeah. this Christmas song. Peter embodies all of that. He's 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 and, wonderful. He's and what and what would you what would you Okay, think about something. Don't say it yet. Talented. The most talented man. Just talented. Talented. What would you say? Crazy. She said a talented. You know what? You both picked it, so we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it a talented. So um, could you do me a favor? Can you, can you just pull up what, what the... What, um, 
Kathleen's website looks like and, and, and her book and uh, um, yeah of course I actually already was doing that while you were actually oh it was already up there and everything everything was already there this is Ben Castro by the way one of the one of the greatest drummers uh, I've ever heard who's uh, who's our, our live producer there there's a picture of his uh, handsome smiling punum <laughs> and I, I teach him a little Yiddish as we're here periodically and, I love uh, the punum you know you're in you Boca sp- you speak Yiddish uh, just a bissel I spoke Yiddish as a baby Did as you? a little girl you want to hear the funniest yeah. Yiddish story ever you know back in the day before it was <laughs> child abuse right uh-huh. you know our kids if I did something wrong like when I got caught playing with matches I got I got a spanking you know <laughs> yeah. and so and periodically we would get a spanking I mean I enjoyed it no I'm just kidding I'm kidding I didn't I didn't know and so so my, my father was the one that would spank us or whatever and my mother would always was very much against it and my father's name was Stanley and my mother would say Schlugemnisch Stanley okay <laughs> which means don't hit him Stanley right so one day it was just it was the day I got caught playing with matches and I knew I was in trouble my mother wasn't home and I was about to get a spanking right right before I got a spanking I go to my dad I go Schlugemnisch Stanley he just starts cracking up I never got that spanking and he's told that story probably 50 times before before he passed away so so that That's was, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I knew just enough Yiddish just to like get myself out of trouble. And uh, and what's really funny is, is my son's 31 now, and he loves teaching all his friends Yiddish, like all these like Yiddish words. And I he has it. like, a, I love them. Yeah, there, there's certain words like spielkis or certain words that like Yiddish that are like unlike. Or shofen. You don't go to sleep. You go to shofen. Right. Go to right. Shof. My, right. All my grandchildren, we go to shof. Right. Shof. Yeah. yeah. So it's. I it's, mean, I don't say it as correctly, but it's, it's we go to shof. Right. Right. <laughs> And, and yeah. there, there's words, there's Yiddish yeah. words that are like, yeah. just literally like, like uh, I'm, I'm teaching my fiance certain words, and she just like, she keeps asking me to teach her more because there, there are words that it's, they're fun, they're Great such words. fun, perfect yeah. words, right? Maybe let's do another, let's do another <laughs> podcast on y- Yiddish words, and uh, yeah. So, um, so again, how do they? Uh, if somebody, somebody would like your, you know, you for you to coach them. How, how do they get a hold of you again? It's K Davis ninety seven ninety seven at AOL. AOL.com, but it's the initial K. The initial yeah. K. So it's yeah. K-D-A-V-I-S 9797 at AOL.com. Right? So AOL. AOL. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that, that was my, that was my, that, yeah. that's the only impression I do of, uh, of, uh, <laughs> what was that? Well, you know what, what that was? was? See, he's too young to even realize what that was. These guys all know, you guys all know what that was, right? Awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. It was internet. It was like dial-up internet before, like, you had, like, high speed and everything. Oh, when okay. the early days of internet that's literally what it sounded like was uh mm. was all that right yeah but uh, right. so this wasn't thank you so much for coming on my show oh, thank like, you. like 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 i said to you and brian before it's it's really cool for me to sit in this seat because i live for a day i live the life of of kathleen turner highland and and brian highland like i just i i i i felt like i was there it, 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 you talk about like theater of the mind oh, yeah. you know I, I could literally see him singing you know uh, you know on, on on the corner there and i <laughs> i literally could see the two of you meeting and then and i could see him singing kathy to you at the palladium <laughs> and it's 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 just really 
it's you know you you it's it's cool for me sitting here to, to kind of live you know see your life for a day and visualize it and everything it's it's just really uh just a really awesome experience thank you so much for for being on i would love to have you again there is no excuse because we're not gonna say where you live but you live very <laughs> close by and we have free coffee so uh you know maybe that's our draw and free water too and donuts uh, yeah donuts we have donuts so we're good yeah yeah we even have alcohol but uh so this was this was a uh another phenomenal episode, not because of me, but because of my guest, um, Kathleen Turner Highland. Uh, phenomenal episode of Boca Business with Papa Sturm. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, give me your feedback. You want to be on the show, kind of reach out. I want to thank my uh, producer extraordinaire, uh, Ben the cast Castro, like that's uh, your Isaac from the Love Boat, you know. There you go. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Ben, and uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. It's uh, it's uh, the Friday, two Fridays before Thanksgiving. We're all like in a festive mood, so uh, thanks for listening. Happy Veterans Day. It, it's uh, Veterans Day observed today. Tomorrow's Veterans Day, but it's Happy Veterans Day observed, right? There we go. I thought we